Welcome to episode five of the Raw Podcast. I'm Rhett Bartlett, and this is part three and the final part of my conversation with Neville Crow. And we talk about his time as Richmond president, and in particular, the occasion of not renewing the contract of Kevin Bartlett. It was a decision that had ramifications for some 16 years. And at the end of the interview, he talks about how he'd like to be remembered. So here is the great Neville Crow. Um, I have one more topic to talk about very quickly, yep. and it might be an awkward one, I know. But can I just ask you, if you had your time over again, is there anything that you would change in regards to not renewing Kevin's contract for the following year? Oh, no, I think I, I think we can talk about it quite clearly. It's, um, you know, uh, and one thing, you know, if, if I'm asked, uh, I'll certainly tell people the way I saw it. Sure. Uh, the first thing I always say to them is that there is no way now that a board of 12 people is going to make a decision on not re-employing the coach unless we get all the information effectively by a call from the factory floor, if you like. You know, it would be like... Um, you know, Someone uh, here uh, you know, being asked to leave. Mm. You know, does the does the CEO know that? Not unless you know the staff that uh, control this particular person, be it a factory worker or a clerk or a bank teller or anything else. You know, and the feedback that we were getting at board level through the footy department mm. you know, was that uh, you know, Kevin wasn't doing the job as well as what we would have liked. Um, now, you know, that puts us in a, a Quandary, you know, uh, and you know, the, the information that they gave us uh, you know, was that uh, you know, it probably wasn't going to get better. So, so when the board is then you know, has all that information, then it'll make a decision. But the board itself don't make the decision, if you know what I mean. They're not saying, "Oh, KB can't yeah. coach," you know, yeah. because truly, I say this to people today: I've got no idea what's going on at the footy these days, and I haven't done for since I've been back here. You know, it's a very, very different game. I've got no idea. They're kicking or anything that's happening, you know. So I don't set myself up as a judge of people on uh, on, on, on footy. Yeah. So what 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 would I do? I'd have to follow the experts, and if the experts say this, you know, and I'm convinced that the experts are experts, yeah. right? Uh, you know, that's the decision we would make, and it was uh, a totally unanimous decision uh, that is argued, uh, in, you know, but it was at the time. So then other people might take a different view of it, uh, and I'm, I'm aware of some of that happening. Um, so, but in answer to, to your question, we would we have done anything differently? The answer is yes, we would have, but your dad made it pretty hard for us. He wouldn't answer phone calls. We wanted to bring him down, uh, as has been done with, with other clubs and their coaches. We wanted him to come down and meet with the board or the appropriate people at the board level. We wanted to explain our reasons why and uh, all the things that we wanted to do and why we, we weren't going to go ahead with, with his contract. Um, you know, but he didn't offer us that opportunity you know, uh, to the point, and you know the story as well as I do, that Cameron Schwab and I had to go out and knock on the door one day and thank God your dad was home, otherwise we were in deep stroke. You know, uh, you know, it leaves us in an invidious position. You know, we want to do it right, but if, we, if the man won't come and sit down and talk to us across the table, we've got a problem. Yeah. I was going to say that, that the, um, the step then of obviously going to the house um, I mean, that would have been a difficult one for yourself, too. Hardest thing I've done in my yeah. life. Cameron was with us, and I said, Cameron, we've got to make sure that we understand that we can't let the 
you know, the, the possibility of some massive uh, resistance to what we're about to do. We, we can't let it stand in the way of what we believe is right. And what we believe is right uh, you know, could be wrong. Sure. You know, uh, but we have to trust you know, the people who were the executives that deal with this on a daily basis. You know, uh, yeah, I used to come to the club a fair bit, but most directors would, would, would come in and out and not know what the, what the hell's going on out on the field, apart from the fact that uh, you know, on Saturdays we, you know, we, you know, we weren't going too well. So it was, it was always an awkward one, and it's, uh, you know, you know, if there was a better way to do it, we couldn't find it at the moment. At that moment in time, we, we were just in a position where we had to uh, make our next move. So I understood his ang- anger and I understand you know, the way he feels about it. It's, uh, in, you know, maybe there's two stories and maybe in the middle the, the real truth lies, I don't know. But uh, you know, we just say uh, you know, my commitment at that stage was to do what we believed as a group of people was, was right. Mm. Um, and if it proved that we were wrong, uh, maybe the Jennings move was wrong. Argue that as well, um, but that, that was the circumstances as I saw them, and uh, yeah, we'll say uh, that made it pretty hard for us. And, uh, yeah, so much so that it was pretty radical to jump in the car and go out there, like you might have shot us. <laughs> Driving out there, I mean, did you and Cameron just say, "This, what, what do we say? How do, how do how do we say this?" Or is it? I mean, what do you remember your conversations going out in the car? Oh, I, I know the conversation at the door was, from what I've heard, very short and. Well, he invited us in to sit down, which which I thought was uh, you know, a nice thing to do. But uh, you know, and then when we, when we tried to explain, you know, uh, you know, it obviously wasn't going to go anywhere, and uh, he asked us to leave, and uh, you know, we, we, we did. Uh, but coming out of the car, uh, I think the major things I was talking to, to Cameron about was you know, that we, we had to we had to it was going to be a difficult thing to do, but we had to do what we believe was was the correct and proper thing for the footy club. Um, and um, yeah. who knows in different circumstances who knows what, what could have happened uh, and, uh, but that's that's the way I view it uh, whereas a lot of other people have just said oh, the, uh, the, the board mm-hmm. you know, have done the wrong thing well, the, the board have only acted upon the information passed on to them that's not taking it good or off the board mind you but that was just the, uh, the thought but we had a lot of uh, meetings and a lot of debate about it for a long time mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I wanted to be sure on the day that everyone was coming down the same track because if, if there were two or three on the ground saying, oh, no, look, I don't think we should be doing this, you know, it would either take more time or maybe we would have had to delay the decision. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but everyone on, uh, on, at the secret meeting place, if you like, uh, said, no, we're, um, you know, we're, we're with you all the way. And then late last year, correct me if I'm wrong, for the first time in maybe 15 years, my father and you spoke, shook hands at a premiership function, is that right? This happened about uh, three or four months ago. The, the, the three news, months, yeah. yeah, the newspaper article at the time said, because Dad was emceeing the actual event from what I believe, that you felt a bit awkward being there, obviously, because he hadn't played in the premiership, but also because that I think Dad was going around saying a story about each person or talking about them. So how did you feel on that night? How, how difficult was it or how awkward was it for you? Well, the first awkward thing was, uh, and I've... Ian Wilson's asked me for years to, to yeah. come to this premiership uh, function where all the premiership players are. I've always said to him that, uh, no, I can't do that because I'm not a premiership player. There, there, there's, there's a gap there that, that I can't sort of transverse because it's, uh, you know, I am not you know, a legitimate 
player, and I don't care what the players say, that you, you deserve the right to be with us and so forth and so on. But he kept that man, and Big Red uh, also um, stuck his head in and said, uh, you know, you better come here, I'll smash you. And, uh, um, and I was, uh, I was, I was a little bit sort of intimidated by that atmosphere, that you know, that I didn't really belong. And crazy as that may sound, I didn't feel that I belonged. Uh, I didn't know the format of the evening, yeah. and certainly when your dad got up and, and started uh, you know, going around and telling the little stories about each player, I thought, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? And, uh, he was very, very gracious, and I, I don't know whether um, you know, he's, uh, when I went over and just said thank you for his kind words, uh, and we shook hands, uh, I, I, I don't know whether that's sincere or whether it's, uh, you know, it's not, not going to be the, the floodgates aren't going to open, and your dad's not going to come back here and be crowned king or anything of that nature. Um, but it's uh, it was just a, a nice thing for him to do, and I did have a quick little window of opportunity. I say thank him, and uh, you know, uh, if he was feeding him, that's true. If he wasn't, uh, at least now I can feel comfortable in going along to to join with those boys. Because uh, it was an exciting night, although strangely, my, my wife got carted off to hospital while I was there. Oh dear me, she'd had some sort of uh, mini stroke or something of this nature. So uh, it was. Um, Graham Bergen was just on his way out, and I said, "Can you drive me home?" Yeah, because I'd, uh, I'd deliberately not taken the car. I was going to have a couple of reds. Yeah. I thought, well, you know, Belly was going to come in and pick me up. So that was uh, that was that. Goodness. Well, hopefully the next time is a bit more enjoyable night for you now. Now that the initial nerves are over and, and oh, all that kind I, of thing. I also found out Nick, which which was interesting, that I didn't know that guys like John Nix and there were there were two or three other people there that weren't associated with mm. the premiership, and uh, I went, wow. Because it's, uh, it's such a such a terrific bunch of fellows, and uh, but there is something absolutely uniquely special about being a premiership player. That uh, no matter how many times I go there, I'll never feel the same as those guys do. And they, and not that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely wrapped that they have that. I'd like to talk to Big Rhino, whatever you're getting, Big Bear, a Big Bastard. And uh, I thought to myself, well, shit, you know, what a wonderful thing to have happen in your life. You know, to, uh, to be able to go and kick three goals in a, in a, in a premiership. Great goals too, weren't they? Were they, yeah. Straight down the Romerson funnel, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the question my dad asked you all in the brief conversation you had, he said, Neville, where's the moustache? And so, if I may, Neville, what happened to the moustache? God, did he say that, did he? From, from his conversation, he said, Neville, the moustache is Neville Crow. What happened to the moustache? Yeah, well, I had it for about 35 years, and uh, you know, I, uh, it was actually two years ago, uh, last Christmas, that I uh, I just decided on a whim that I'd cut it off, and I, I walked out, and my daughters were there, my twin daughters, yeah. and they just burst into a stir of laughter. They thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen in their life. What have you done, Dad? Because <laughs> Belly came home and behind his biggest sources. And uh, someone said, it makes you look 10 years younger, so vanity took over, so I'll leave it off. <laughs> Did anybody look at you, Neville, and go, something different about you today, Neville? Oh, you get plenty of that, yeah. yeah. Well, what is it? What is it? Yeah, no idea. Um, last question, and we'll end the interview. How do you, or how do you want, or how do you think people will remember Neville Crow in the years to come? Um, as a footy personality, yeah. I, I just hope that they perceive me as someone that played a reasonable game of footy, and... Uh, I guess a, uh, a passionate Richmond person. Mm. I'd be pretty happy about that. Uh, I've also um, got some children in um, from other marriages that and now all of that has been repaired. But 
to think at some stage, and I'm, I'm working on ways to do it, that uh, I would be um, you know, apologising to them for the pain that I've caused them. Um, I think about that a fair bit, because mm. uh, I, you know, I obviously made some some massive mistakes, and some others weren't going to be avoided anyhow, but uh, uh, I hope those people just sort of uh, think I'm all right, you know, that'll, that'll do all right. But uh, you know, the people that I know and respect and love uh, today, uh, I think I, uh, I get that back in reciprocal joy and pleasure, so uh, uh, hopefully that's how most people look upon me, and I hope they remember that I, uh, I don't mind a laugh on it. <laughs> well, we think that you're a little bit better than all right, trust us, us Richard supporters, so we thank you very much for your time. Well, that's appreciated. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, thanks Rick. Thank you.